bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. want to say congratulations. Caller number three is Cynthia. She is now qualified to be a 5K giveaway winner. So she better be listening on March 31st. Because if she not and we call her and she don't answer, we going to the next person. I don't even know how that works, so I can't even help you. All I know is... March 31st, it ain't going to be between 1 and 4 on the Tory Lowe show. It's going to be between 4 and 6 with me so you can pick up sticks. That's all I got is Friday. I'm just saying. 833-212-1017 is the number. Congratulations, Cynthia. I think it's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good day. It'll be one of my favorite days. My experience is related around the media and law enforcement. With those, I've taught both. So stories like people stealing, right? There seems to be, just prior to COVID, the influx of reports of thefts, right? We have actual retail. I'm I'm trying to help you. um, Organized retail crimes, right? It's like you got organized crime 
to do drugs and prostitution and all kinds of stuff, off-track betting, which is now legal, stuff like that, right? Now you have organized retail crimes. You have organized groups going into places like Walmart, Target, Walgreens, and stealing stuff at a ridiculous rate. Now, many times we blame COVID. We blame the markets. We blame the economy. We blame inflation, all sorts of things. But this has been going on since before that. And so my question is, am I missing something? Or is it really that bad that people have to go in a store and steal? I mean, I know there's too much month left at the end of a lot of people's money. But what's going to eventually happen? Somebody's going to go into the wrong store. And they're going to do the wrong thing. And next thing you know, something bad's going to happen. But we have laws for that. Right? Just like just like Florida, we got what is it? Stand your ground law. We have the same thing in Louisiana. Stand your ground law. We got a lot of southern states that, you know, say they have a they have a they have a law that says you have to stand your ground. And so as I read a story on news1.com, I want you to go along with me to see, am I really missing something? My question is, should we have stand your ground laws? Or should you have to retreat to where there's no way you can possibly get out of it, and then you use deadly force. Well, there's a story that came out yesterday about a store clerk in Louisiana and whether or not, well, you know what? I'm just going to read the story. I'm I'm just going to share it with you. It appears that an employee at a store in Louisiana was arrested and charged with manslaughter after he shot and killed an armed robber is not being protected by the state's so-called stand-your-ground law that allows people to use deadly force in self-defense. Rafus Alexander, 30, killed the suspect, accidentally struck a customer during the shooting at a Dollar General store in Monroe, Louisiana, on Monday, according to a local news outlet, KNOE, which cited police records. They said the customer who'd been shot was treated at a hospital for injuries and later release. The store clerk, Rafus Alexander, says he locked the store up and left after the incident. Alexander went to the Monroe Police Department, gave a statement. Monroe Police Department says Alexander told him he was afraid the suspect was going to kill him when he pulled out a gun and robbed the store. Alexander allegedly told MPD, Monroe Police Department, that he only shot the suspect but did not know if he hit the suspect because he continued running. Officials say that Alexander told them that this was the sixth armed robbery at the store since August. In theory, the part about Alexander's reporting the claim that he was afraid the man was going to kill him should preclude him from any criminal charges regarding 
the homicide. And according to Louisiana law, Alexander committed justifiable homicide and not manslaughter. The law specifically states that a homicide is justifiable when committed in self-defense by one who reasonably believes that they are in imminent danger of losing their life or receiving great bodily harm and that the killing is necessary to save them from that danger. And it also adds a person who is not engaged in unlawful activity and who is in a place where he or she has a right to be shall have no duty to retreat before using deadly force as provided in this section and may stand his or her ground and meet force with force. Now, by all means, the law seemingly applies across the board to Alexander's case. Instead, he's being held at the correctional center without bail. In recent years, the decision of when to invoke a stand your ground law seems to kind of fall along racial lines. That, that's what it seems to be. The, it, it seems to be the case with former police captain, a 71 year old white man instigated a deadly incident with another moviegoer, but then claimed because of his age and seating position, he was afraid of being attacked. So he ended up shooting Chad Olson to death in a theater after the deceased man threw a bag of popcorn because the criticism over texting. Reeves was found, you ready? Not guilty. By a Florida, I'm, I'm reading the story. Yeah. Can you just repeat that for me again? At least that's what it appears to be the case of former police captain, a 71-year-old white man, instigated a deadly incident with another moviegoer, then claimed because of his age and seated position, he was afraid of being attacked. Curtis Reeves ended up shooting Chad Olson to death in the theater. This is in Florida. After the deceased man threw a bag of popcorn because of criticism over texting. So so Reeves told Olsen to stop texting in the theater. There was an argument. He thought he was going to die because he was too old and sitting down. And this man probably stood up. And when he threw that bag of popcorn, it was probably bullets in the popcorn, right? Something in it that was going to hurt him. And so Reeves was found not guilty last year by a jury. While Reeves wasn't allowed to use the stand your ground law as a defense, his case, much like George Zimmerman's case of Trayvon Martin, distorted the traditional application of self-defense and permitted the use of deadly force with no requirement on the instigator or to de-escalate or retreat. So basically, Ben Reeves, the civil rights attorney, said, well, Research proves that if a white alleged killer asserts the stand-your-ground defense with a black victim, he has better odds of not being convicted. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. Now, compare this case to William Marcus or Mark Wilson, the black man who was found guilty in August of manslaughter, despite his consistent claim that he used his legally owned gun to fire fatal shots at a truckload of belligerent racists trying to run him off the road in Georgia. Wilson is currently serving a 10-year prison sentence after his conviction. Hey, all I can say, welcome to America. So that's what we get. What are your thoughts? 833 
1-7 is the number. Oh, yeah. You, you, you actually shoot somebody in Minnesota. Oops, my bad. The woman from Australia. How? Like you're talking to her. How do you pull a gun and shoot somebody? They scared you? Are you kidding me? We got to take a break. We over? Okay, we just, all right. What am I missing? I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. When we come back, Southside Frank put something on the talking text line that I want to talk about. 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Feels like communist China, but I think it's still America. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Because I had a son. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Tears with my baby sister Over the years we was poor another little kids And even though we had different daddies You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon I'm your host Hey It was hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who thinking elementary You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon with I still say See I'm torn between Tupac and Biggie So I just say they're equal they equal. Just call it a day. Less fights. It's like Marvel and DC. Okay, Marvel's better. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Brian from Brown Deer, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. I'll say one thing about that that's blatant in your face racism with that. However, white folks own the monopoly on common sense. To the lay person and the, and the uh, black person, we see that it, those should be slam dunk cases, right? Right. But you're still dealing. You're still dealing with a system, and the system has laws. Every person is supposed to have a day in court, and because these prosecutors already know what the jury pool is going to look like, probably like the uh, perpetrator, a lot of times they don't want to waste their money prosecuting somebody that they can't get a conviction on. But I think so they I scare people almost, by piling on so many charges that it never comes to that because they always get a plea agreement. And so I think what they do is they scare people. You know, um, we always charge white people with and this this is uh, I probably shouldn't say always. I shouldn't say always. Many times white people are charged with the crime they commit. Black people are charged with multiple crimes, and then they plead out because they're told, hey, you can get 175,000 years, and you got to be careful, so you got to plead to one. And they guarantee that conviction, whereas other people are given probation. They're only charged with one or two crimes. But at the end of the day, those people already know what the jury pool is going to look like. 
And a lot of times we as black folks don't trust juries. Well, but we don't so go to but we, we don't go to jury duty, did. do we? I mean, I've seen exactly, people try exactly. to get out of there. There you go. Right there. We don't have enough blacks, blacks in certain neighborhoods to make up a, a fair jury jury pool in any courts, especially not the courts down there in the South. Well, you know, black jury pools come really, from driver's license, yeah. a state ID, voting. That's it. Like, there's no neighborhood tied yeah. to it. Well, you you, know, you got to be on one of those roles. You got to be on one of the roles. That's why black folks need to vote. That's why black folks need to vote. Absolutely. Have driver's licenses yep. and what have you. Yep. But be a productive in these citizen. Areas, in particular communities, these people already know going in, uh, hey, we ain't going to be able to get no conviction because ain't none of them people on the doggone jury. No, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. People. But wait a minute. You know but, are you, but are you saying that are you saying that we need black people on the jury to be fair or black people on the jury to get acquitted? We need black. Uh, we need more black people on juries. Period. Okay. And it, it goes. It should, it should go back to the attorney whether or not somebody gets convicted or not. But if you don't have a fifty percent, fifty fifty chance, most most uh, uh, defense attorneys are going to just mail it in. If they're if they're going to mail it in, a lot That's of times true. they're not going to win. That's true. And you know what I mean? They're going to they're going to be la- lack of motivation. Lack of uh, investment in trying to prove, prove your client innocent. See, here's and a lot of this stuff should be. Here's here's one of the things I would do. I would make it so that you get a reduction in your fee if you lose. Like if you're yeah, a defense attorney and you lose, whatever your hourly rate is. Well, you know, you know they're going to just cheat and say, "Oh, my hourly rate is four hundred dollars." And if you cheat, whatever it is, <laughs> you only get fifty or seventy or twenty five percent of it. Because you lost. Exactly. I shouldn't have to pay you through the yeah. nose no matter what, whether you win or lose. Exactly. In the cases you just mentioned, in, in a real world, in a real uh, uh, average or, or, or a 50-50 community, uh-huh. the white guy would have been convicted. The white guy would have been convicted for murder, and the black guy would have not even been charged. I've seen a time back in – this is back in the 90s. There was a 14-year-old kid at the gas station on United uh, – at the United uh, Gas gas station on North Avenue, a, a white guy comes in here from Illinois to get gas, and the guy, the little 14-year-old boy is just panhandling, and the white man just shoots this boy in the head, kills him. Didn't spend a night in jail. Not a night. Got his gun back and was able to go back to Illinois. Well, I don't know about now, that. I, I, when, when did this occur? This happened in 92. Okay. You you were on the force during that time? No, I was not. This happened in '92. No, I was not. You were? No. I thought you did. I did. Thought you did 37 years. <laughs> I didn't do no 37 years, man. I'm What's playing. wrong with you? I'm, I'm just What's wrong with you, with man? You, See, man. y'all need to hang up. Y'all need to hang up on Brian. Hang up on Brian in there because he's talking all cray cray now. See, 37 Please. years, man. All right, thank you, man. All right, brother, take care. 37 years. What kind of way, Dick? Okay. What officer would do 37 years? A lot of them. Really? They've done 40, 45. I thought most officers and firefighters try to get close as close to 20. Once they get to that 25 year, after 25 years, they're looking to retire at some no. point. Jones was up there. A lot of people were up oh, there. He was the chief. Does that matter? Yeah, if I'm the chief, I'm going to stay too. But I'm saying like most most police officers. They're Jeff, probably, Jeff Norman doesn't have that much more than 25 years on. Yeah, that's what I'm he saying. He came on after me. So he, he's got to be at 25. Hang on. 
25, maybe 27, 28 years. Yeah, and if he wasn't a police chief, he might have retired. Or not. See what Brunson did. Brunson probably retired at, what, 27 years? I don't know what he did. (laughs) I'll just say, I I wouldn't go through the stress if I didn't have to. It's all relative. People think you go through stress. We know you just sit behind glass. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, a- I'm just waiting. Don't worry. I'm just waiting. <laughs> just sit behind glass and talk on a microphone, pontificate about all sorts of things in the world. But do you think that guy? What can be done to fix the system? I say limit the amount of charges you could charge a person with. Give them two. That's it. Two, pick the two highest that you want to charge a person with and do it. Because the only reason you're piling on is to get the person to plead. So your little record can be intact. Well, let's throw that one out the window. You don't lose your job if you have less convictions. So let's stop. You're not using the taxpayer's money inefficiently if you have a trial and the person doesn't go to jail. And the person is not convicted. Part of the issue is how you calculate good attorney, bad attorney, as it relates to a prosecutor. Good judge, bad judge. How many people have you locked up? How many people have you let go? All all that kind of stuff. That's unfortunate. So now we now have common council people who are seats that are open. And we have a judge, municipal court judge seat that's open. I'll be interested to see how that goes and who gets appointed. Does anybody have any ideas, by the way, who should be appointed municipal court judge in the interim before the election comes? I think the election is in April. February is a primary. I don't know. I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who should be the municipal court judge to take Derek Mosley's place who went to Marquette. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Sports, traffic, and weather up next. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is, like, actually the number. Give us a call. Let me go back to this uh, comment that we had before the break. Dr. Ken, good evening. Frank, Southside Frank. Hope all is well. Strong talk regarding conspiracies, government, and the near future. Uh, I'm on the bathroom brain and can't shake the notion that this flood of social media pounding free government money and rumors of a cashless American economy. Interestingly enough, the first time I ever typed the words cashless spell checker says it's a go. So if you get it, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Southside Frank till I die. He also added those willing to accept that money will and shall and be ascribed to the new normal, which is cashless or 
worse still, a condition upon payment of reparations. So think about this. What he's what he's really saying is that a person would then have to say, if you want your money, it, it's like it's like the way people get when you get a new job and you say, hey, I don't have an account. And they say, hey, no worries. We'll open an account for you at this particular institution. And that's where we're going to put your money. If you want to get paid, here's your debit card. Otherwise, you're not getting paid. Like, that's it, full stop. You either get with the system to get paid. And so how many people do you know or do you still receive a check when they get paid? Like, we had to fight with people. You know you need to get your your check. Oh, well, I like I like this. Well, we don't do that anymore. Why not? Because... We only do cashless. And so how would you feel about that? Is that something that you're okay with? Like, would you work somewhere that refused to give you a paper check? The only way you could get paid is that you get a debit card or they open an account and put your money in and you do as you please. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. Is Southside Frank correct? Are we at a point now where everything goes cashless and everything is just you follow the leader or you don't get paid? I mean, what would you do? Would you do that? Would you would you only take like I'm trying to think. Every single place I work only takes cat only only takes um electronic. You can only be paid by what is it? ACH. That's it. Like if you don't do that, you can't you can't make money, you can't get paid. Is that the way that you would want to work? Is that the way that you would want to live? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Kyle, you 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 you've been getting paid cashless for like what? Did you ever get a check? Anybody ever give you a check to get yeah. paid? Like your hmm. contrary to your belief in me, how young I am, you I've ain't, been you ain't that young. I've been hustling for a very long time, so I've been paid in check. I've been paid in cash a couple of times, but check when I worked for Baylu over there at the Pal Center, I got doing scorekeeping. I got paid in check. Right. And then when I first started working for COA, I got paid in check as well. And when I worked for the Whitefish Bay Recreation Department in high school as well, I got paid in check. The direct deposit is, I would say, more of a last 10 years, at least for my experience. Getting really? I mean, I got. I, I want to say over the time of working in my summer job for COA, CLC, mm-hmm. eventually I did do direct deposit. But one thing that I have seen change is – the accessibility to how you do it, the direct deposit used to be, I believe, a form I had to fill out right. in order to get direct deposit. Right. And it wasn't something that was like automatic, like, oh, we want everybody to do direct deposit. So where now, what I've seen is you can just go online, ADP or whatever you have, and you'd fill it out online and bada boom, bada bang. It's pretty easy, smooth and mm. easy. So, okay. so, But I have been paid in a check before. Okay. Interesting. I can't remember the last time I got paid. A like the state of Wisconsin, if you're part-time, will pay you in a check or something like that. But otherwise, it's ACH. And I think the city went over to, to like ACH. 
I remember, oh, I remember we used to have to go pick up checks downtown. That was just a pain. You, you had to go pick up a check. If you were working the wagon, right? If you were working the wagon at a district overnight at like 545, 6 o'clock, your job was to go downtown and pick up the checks for your district. Talk about dumb. And then people started saying, well, you have an option. And then finally they said, hey, uh, this is what we're doing because it costs us like zero. And so now the, the trick used to be <clears throat> back in the, and I'm, I'm dating myself, back in the day, you always tried to have an account in the bank where your employer had, so the money just transferred instantly. Well, now credit unions, banks will tell you, hey, we know you're getting it, and we know several days before how much you're getting. We give you access to your money two days in advance. So if you get paid Friday, you have your money Wednesday. If you get paid Thursday, you have your money Tuesday. Is that cool? I mean, is our is everybody into or do people still not trust technology? Because I'm going to tell you, technology works wonders. It's beautiful. But when it don't work, it don't work. Like when it fails, it's terrible. It's the most terrible thing in the world. And I've 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 tried. I've tried to. uh do that. I've, I've tried to embrace it. And I do because literally everywhere I work, everything's ACH. Like there's, there's no more, there's no more of that. Right. But if it fails, then I'm just kind of, you know, you're just out there. Like if it actually fails, I get no money. I have nothing. Like my money is sitting in a bank, but if the bank is shut down, so they didn't get them up. Like, how do you do that? Because I know I trust technology to a point. I trust it to a point. And then there are some things I'm not going to bother with as it relates to technology. Is there anything that you would not bother with to do technology? Like, what is the thing in your life that you don't use for technology? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Is there anything in your life that you don't that you say, you know what? I'm not going to trust technology with that. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to walk it over. I'm going to. Does it matter how much the check is? Does it matter how much money it is? Would you go to the bank and say, hey, I gotta, I gotta get Kyle eight thousand dollars? Would you go to the bank and get a check and give here, here, child, here, 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 Kyle, it's eight thousand dollars. Or would you try to transfer it? Like, where does your trust diminish when it comes to technology? Quick story before we go to break. I had a friend of mine hit me up yesterday and tell me, hey, I got an email from you. And this is what the email said. I think somebody hijacked your account. And I said, well, I haven't seen anything and I've changed my password and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty regular about that. Where did you see this at? And so they took a picture and sent it to me. 
And when he took a picture and sent it to me, I realized, I said, well, did you look at the address? He goes, what do you mean? I said, somebody is in your account. They see that you received an email from me, put my name on their email and send it to you. That's not me. Just because I send you something with a name, how would that person know that unless they had already looked at your account and saw that you had been receiving an email from me and put my name on it? And I found that interesting because that makes sense. Talking text line, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those things that you do that you just cannot do or you may not want to do digitally. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Hext on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Round and round. Round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round. Round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their check as though they sweat a brother majorly and i don't know why your girl keeps paging me she tell me that she needs me cries when she leaves me and every time she sees me she squeeze me lady take it easy ain't to sound sleazy but tease me i don't want it if it's that easy hey yo bust it baby got a problem saying bye-bye just another hazard of a fly guy your ass why don't matter my pockets got fatter now everybody's looking for the ladder <laughs> And ain't no need in being greedy If you wanna see me, try to beep a number, baby, when you need me And I'll be there in a jiffy Don't be picky, just be happy with this quickie But when you learn, you can't time it down, baby, dog Check it out, I get around What you mean you don't know? Round and round, round the gun, I get around Oh, I was back here dancing and singing. 833 is the number. want to say thank you to American Family Insurance for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by an insurance agency who continues to step up and invest in our community. American Family Insurance, they're here to get you one step closer to your dreams. I had to pause for my favorite part. <laughs> American Family Insurance is here to get you one step closer to your dreams, all of your dreams. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn more. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, Talking Text Line says, more than a comfort thing for me, but one of the things that they like to do is to... I cannot read books digitally. I have to read a paper book. I get that. I like the dog ears of a book, but then I'm lazy and I get distracted easily. So for me, I listen to Audible. Like that's like my absolute favorite when I want a book. Um, I just look it up. I just figure out, hey, where's the book at? Oh, there it is. And then I get it. And I love it. I love it. 
Talking Text Line also says, here's one for you guys. Although I understand some of the pros and cons for the cashless society, my wallet with everything in it was stolen and as of recently, and I would have hated to carry as much cash on me that I got paid today. They got nothing because of the immediate use of technology, a.k.a. big money. I mean, right now, if you were to take a person's wallet, you can basically cancel everything in it. Hey, I lost my wallet and my boop, debit cards off, credit cards off, everything gone. You can have all their information and they can just put a hold on their credit and you're done. You can't do anything. You can't charge anything. You can't buy anything. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that's a good part of being in cashless because before, once you lose your cash and it's gone, it's gone. Like there's, there's no, Hey, can I, can I go through it or can I figure out if I can find, there's none of that. It's gone. And so how do you, how do you figure that out? How do you figure out whether or not you want cash or you want I think people assume old school is cash, but I actually, I have, I have money on me that I forgot I had because that's how, like, I will go to the store, I will have cash with me and I'll think, oh yeah, I'll use cash and I'll still forget and use it. Now, here's, here's what scares me about technology. I'm not scared of technology. I'm scared of something in technology. And let me, let me, let me. So what, what, what scares me about technology is the debit card that has that on it where you can just tap it and you can scan and you don't even have to pay. Like, why don't they set that up so you have to use a pen with it? You can tell it to use credit and it'll go through credit. I'm like, who does that? That means I can just run it until it doesn't work. Uh-uh. That I don't like. That I don't appreciate. But I remember being around when you used to pay for something online and the receipt that came had your credit card number on it. I remember one time I ordered something and I was working at District 6. I ordered some Chinese food from a nearby place. What I didn't realize is when they printed out the receipt at the place, they actually print out your credit card number and your expiration and your name. So when the guy gave you my food, I looked at it and I went, and I said out loud, that's odd. That has my credit card number on it. The guy says, oh, no, 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 no. We need that receipt. I said, that doesn't say merchant copy. That says customer copy. You're lying. And I snatched the receipt back. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many other people have had their things stolen by workers because someone decided that they wanted your information and they would basically rob you blind. But I guess it's a little tougher to steal from people nowadays. I guess that's why they go into the stores and just steal right off the rack. But then where do you sell it? Like, like, is anybody buy? Like if we're in a recession, who are you going to sell? Oh, you going to buy it? 
Wow. You you buy stolen goods? Are you like a fence? You like no, I don't buy stuff? stolen goods that I know are stolen. I find good deals. Oh, this is a good deal. I don't ask questions. Oh. If that iPhone is only $100, I'm not going to ask why it's only $100. This if, if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. I'm just saying. $100. I can't believe you just said that. Well, if it's $100, then I get to... I got a question. Where's Rudy Giuliani? I think he's trying to get his hair to be on gray again. I mean, like, out. he just he just disappeared. Well, he had. I mean, at this point, I mean, what's the point of he being ain't got around? A job. Yeah, he ain't got a job. So. He's like eighty. Wow. I guess he should be in Congress then. That's where all the old folks are. <laughs> the Congress, Senate specifically. where old people go to die. Chuck Grassley's 88, 89, and yeah, just got a six-year term. Yeah. Who voted for him? Like 55% of Iowans? 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 Iowa. Is anybody? Well, I mean, I understand because I wouldn't go to Iowa either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, it's Iowa, for goodness sake. Have you been to Iowa, by the way? That's unfortunate. Very pleasant, actually. The police officers are very nice there, actually. <laughs> to my surprise. <laughs> okay. If that's what you say. Talking text line says, that's why full-bore cashless society is dangerous, especially for us black folks. Hackers, private or governmental, can't be trusted wholeheartedly. There should continue to be a balance between cash and digital values. Cash and digital values? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Cash and So what do you mean by balance? Because I don't know if there can ever be a balance. I don't know if there can ever be a time when... I don't know. That's just amazing to me. I don't think there's ever going to be a balance because I don't think we're going to go back to cash. I think everything will become um, digital. And we don't have to worry about a fiat currency because it's uh, just there in the computer. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe shows up next. Don't forget Panther basketball tomorrow. 11.30, we start the broadcast, and 12 noon tip-off. Uh, Tori Lowe shows up next. I'll be rolling around around midnight and around 5 a.m. in the morning throughout the weekend. I will be out of here. My boy Jason Fields will be filling in next week on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Uh, Kyle, appreciate you. I'll see you in a few days. I'm taking a few days off trying to chill, hang out, relax do all that fun stuff but while i'm gone i'm gonna do like you i'm never gonna miss a show because i'm gonna stream it on multiple platforms the truth app spotify tune in stitcher apple podcast and google podcast god bless take care be safe and i will see you in about a week